Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 45 of The Yacking Show. This is where we talk about life, business, and more, and we bring you tips and ideas for the changing world we're living in right now. As always, we have interesting guests for you. Today is no exception. We have an interesting person to talk to, and it's my privilege and pleasure to hang over to my co-host, Kathleen. Welcome, Kathleen, and you will introduce our guest. Carry on. <laughs> Hello, Peter. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us. We so appreciate you tuning in to our shows. And as always, please keep your comments coming. We so enjoy reading them. And if any of you is interested in being interviewed on The Yacking Show, please reach out to either Peter or myself. We would, be, uh, we would be honored. And yes, Peter, we do have another special guest with us today. His name is Tim Fry, who is with the Canadian Mental Health Association, Waterloo, Wellington. And we will have him tell us more about that. So welcome, Tim. How are you? Thanks for having me, Kathleen. Hi, Peter. Thanks for Hi, having Tim. me. I'm great. Thank you. So, Tim, why don't you tell our um, audience a, bit, a little bit about your background and what you do and your role within the uh, CMHA Waterloo-Wellington? Sure. Well, uh, I grew up in Guelph, just outside of Guelph, uh, so locally, uh, and I ended up going to university on the West Coast uh, to study Japanese. And uh, from there, I ended up going to Japan, actually, for quite a while, where I lived for about six years. Oh, interesting. I, uh, uh, so when, when I was there, I was an English teacher, but I was also a recruiter for um, IT professionals in the finance industry. But I didn't really like that job uh, a lot, to be honest. Uh, so uh, I came back to Canada and I got a adult education degree and a human resources certification. Uh, and uh, I, I had my first stint as a uh, job developer in employment services at Luth. Uh, Wood, which is an organization in the area. Uh, they're quite well known. And so I was uh, in their Guelph office uh, assisting at-risk youth to enter the job market there. Uh, so now I'm uh, at Links to Work, which is the part of the employment services team at the Canadian Mental Health Association, Waterloo Wellington. I'll probably say CMHAWW from now on. It's a bit of a mouthful. Okay. Um, and so what I do there is uh, I help uh, individuals who identify as having a, a barrier to employment uh, to reach uh, sustainable, paid and competitive uh, employment in the, uh, with local employers. Wow. I see. Now, how does um, the service there d differ from a regular placement service? Sure. Um, there are, of course, different areas of employment services, um, and uh, there are quite a lot of different services out there. Um, a lot of other services are able to provide uh, some really robust training opportunities and are able to provide uh, opportunities to employers for job fairs or to post uh, job, um, their, their job descriptions on their job boards. Uh, we're able to uh, have a little bit more of a specialized approach. Uh, so we uh, deal individually with uh, the job seekers and um, we, we try to uh, take it at the pace that they feel comfortable as well. Um, so one of the things that we find is really important is to um, kind of foster um, that trust relationship so that um, the person can really get a lot of motivation in their job search uh, 
as people who have done a job search know, it kind of sucks. So uh, that's a big component of the job as well. Wow. Very good. Tim, we're going to ask you more about the services that CMHA provides, but something you said earlier uh, leads me to ask you a more personal question. You spent six years in Japan and you'd studied Japanese. I gather you you were fluent in the language when you went, but even being able to speak Japanese, did you still find it a huge culture shock moving to that culture? It was, uh, in a way, um, but perhaps in a different light than many might think. Um, when I was studying Japanese in school, I was also studying culture and language uh, and the, the political system, uh, history. Uh, and the culture shock that I received when I went there was more uh, the culture shock when I saw the real uh, Japan as opposed to the Japan that the uh, history textbooks uh, that have been published uh, wanted me to see. Uh, and it's not that one was better than the other, it was just quite different. Different, right, right, right. Interesting. What was one thing that, that struck you as being completely different to our life in Canada? There is a stratified level of language in Japanese that's really, uh, that, that really solidifies the uh, hierarchical structure within their society. Uh, there is that certain words that you must use when you're speaking to someone of a higher social status, and there's words that you can use when you're speaking to someone of a lower social status. Uh, the verb endings, the verbs themselves, the, they're, they're all different. Uh, and so you have to always be careful and aware of the social status of the person that you're talking to. Wow. Uh, if you're going to, to be able to speak as, as well as possible. Sure. Very interesting. Wow. I better get back on track, but I, I was intrigued as to your uh, comments on that one. So <clears throat> how do you go about going back to CMHA now, which a lot of our audience will be very interested in. When someone comes to you, a client comes to you and says, you know, I, I really need to find a job and they have some uh, mental health disability, whatever you want to call it. How do you go about finding them suitable work? Sure. There's uh, three kind of teams within our employment services team that, that we have. Um, and the first team is called Bridging Employment Supports. And they'll help someone who may not have a, a, a job goal uh, or may be a little bit unsure of their job goal uh, to determine what it is that they can do, uh, what it is they want to do, and, and what a reasonable job goal would be. Um, they are also able to provide community supports uh, to the person uh, that might need to be put in place before going out to, to actually search for, for a position. Then uh, for individuals who uh, have a job goal um, and are ready to look for work, um, the links to work um, uh, where, where my team comes in. And then there's also a team called New Directions, uh, which helps individuals who need a little bit more intensive support. Um, so in, in links to work, then um, we help individuals in uh, a variety of ways. Um, the way that we would help clients is mostly by uh, coaching and uh, counseling. So we would help individuals to uh, learn how to do a job search to their uh, most effective, uh, to, the, to the best of their ability. Uh, and then also um, some strategies to maintain your own mental wellness while you're doing a job search uh, because... Uh, like I said before, job search sucks. Yeah. Uh, so there are some of those components that we can help with, but also more specifically things like resumes, cover letters, 
um, interview skills, uh, how to market themselves to employers in the best light. Uh, and then one of the other things that we can help with is uh, to have uh, disclosure or accommodation conversations um, with either employers on the behalf of, of our participants or also coach them how to have that conversation themselves. Right. So you work, you actually also work with not only uh, your clients, but the employers as well, the potential employer. Yes, if possible, um, you know, it, it would be based on the willingness of the employer and the participant. Uh, but that's the best situation, uh, I believe, uh, is where I can have a relationship with the employer uh, and really kind of uh, make sure that things are set up well for both the employer and the participant to succeed. Is there a process that your team goes through to match a client to a prospective employer? It really depends. Um, sometimes uh, we'll be able to find a job description online and we'll say, you know, we'll go through a, a, a vetting process. Uh, you know, we know the skills and the abilities of the people that we support. Uh, and so we'll be able to do some pre-screening in that regard. Uh, what I really prefer, though, is, uh, you know, to be have a bit of a discussion with the employer uh, to learn not only what's written in the job description, but what is also important in terms of the soft skills, um, the values and the organizational fit. Um, so after doing a bit of that needs analysis, it's a lot easier for me to understand if someone that I'm supporting would be able to fit there. Uh, and then I would be able to make a recommendation. Um, our, our service is quite small, so we don't have, uh, you know, a, a plethora of individuals to provide for one particular job posting. So we really like to make sure that that fit uh, is, is there. Mm -hmm. Right. So with the shutdown, Tim, how has that affected employment prospects or the employment situation for the, your clients, for people that come to you for support? It's a volatile situation right the the economy is is who knows what's happening and um you know, who knows if a second wave is going to hit so there's a lot of uncertainty out there uh, not only for job seekers but for em employers as well sure. um, a lot of the positions that we're seeing at the moment coming available are still um in the you could say frontline areas where there's a lot more um contact with the public and those types of positions may not be the best uh, for some of our participants. Uh, but also we have people who are, um, you know, they have been unemployed before COVID and still looking for a job and COVID adds to that. Sure. Then there's people who have lost their job because of layoffs for COVID and who knows if they're going to be called back. So they're worried. And then of course, employers are unsure of their capacity to hire or what the best practices might be to hire moving forward. Uh, so it's it's made for a lot of uncertainty, which has uh, decreased uh, some our, our intakes slightly recently. Right. Now, in, in lieu of the fact that you know I'm looking at post shutdown and the basically work has changed now, and a lot mm -hmm. of people are going to remote work, um, and it, it's becoming more acceptable for employers to just have employees work from home. Do you see? that as, um, as a hindrance to the people that you work with, or is that possibly a, a better opportunity for them? That's a good question. I think it would really depend on the person. 
Uh, I mean, uh, there are some people that working from home is, is a really great option. Perhaps someone with mobility challenges or uh, other things might find working from home really great. Um, but there may be other individuals who have lack of access to technology or uh, they have some challenges uh, with technology where um, the online application process and then also setting up the technology to work from home uh, may be a, a challenge that they feel is, you know, I don't think I'll apply to that position. It might be too much kind of idea. Um, so working to kind of overcome some of those things uh, would be important. But I also think that as more of the economy opens up in other sectors that are less um, public facing, uh, there'll be more opportunities moving forward. Yeah, that's good. Good. Tim, here's one. It, it might be a little bit of an edgy question, but it's one that appeals to, that I'm very interested in. I'm, I'm getting fairly old, long in the tooth with a gray beard. But if I could think back 60 years, 55, 60 years when I was a kid, people with physical um, <clears throat> problems was, suffered from, from stigma. They were not as accepted as they are now. Whereas nowadays, anyone with a physical challenge is, as far as I can see, not considered um, disadvantaged at all, except in terms of mobility, right? But it seems to me that the, the people with mental challenges have lagged behind in that acceptance in, in the public. There's still a degree of stigma attached. Uh, am I just listening to the wrong channels or is that still a problem, do you think? Yes, I would agree. Uh, me personally, I mean, uh, um, my views on mental health may not necessarily be the same views as Canadian Mental Health Association, sure. Waterloo Wellington. Um, but yeah, I agree that uh, there is still a large stigma in the, in the workplace, particularly um, related to what you might call invisible disabilities. Right. So things that you can't see. Um, it, it's very easy when someone says, ouch, I have a headache or um, look, I need um, a ramp installed. Yes. Uh, but what then when someone is describing something that you can't see that's going on inside of them, that's a lot more difficult to, to deal with. Right, right. And we were interviewed a person on Monday who cares for caregivers or teaches caregivers how to look after themselves. And she related a case of a guy who was in the military and was, in, to every extent, intent completely normal until he was getting towards middle age and then something happened and he developed severe mental problems and could no longer work and that came on you know towards the middle of his life so it was not something he'd grown up with is that a fairly common thing or, or is it generally um, people with issues have had them for a long time Again, I'm not really a mental health clinician, sure. so it wouldn't be very, I wouldn't know, to be honest, that okay. type of, uh, of answer. But what, what I could say is um, that case sounds like a, a bit of PTSD from sure. my own just reading of books, right? Yeah. Um, sure. and, and so I think it really depends from person to person. Uh, I think it's important to point out that most people, um, you know, who have mental challenges or, or disabilities, there isn't much that's needed for them to be able to be completely uh, functional and, and very productive in a job. Right. Um, things that cost less than $100 to $0 is usually, uh, you know, the only thing that might need to be put in place uh, to, to kind of augment what they need to do. Absolutely. Uh, Kathleen, can I jump in with another quick one? Absolutely. Go uh, this, ahead. Is, this is moving a little bit away from the job situation 
Tim. Um, my, I have a, a slight involvement I had with the CMHA in Woodstock in that when I was a member of Toastmasters, the CMHA very kindly let us use their meeting room to hold our, our Toastmaster club meeting. So I got to speak to some of the people and I think we actually helped out on something. I can't remember now. But the CMHA offers a lot of other services for people other than finding work, correct? Would you like to talk a little bit about that for people? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, and uh, again, I, I don't know a lot about those various services, so I would suggest that if viewers are interested that they would, uh, again, contact the number that I think you'll be able to put uh, on scrolling there. Um, but yeah, there's so um, the Canadian Mental Health Association, Waterloo Wellington, uh, is in the area to uh, help various, uh, well, people from uh, infants to senior citizens who identify as having mental health challenges. Uh, there are several different uh, things that we have going on right now, I think, that are, are probably quite uh, salient for the time. Uh, one uh, is speaking to uh, the topic that your previous guest had. Um, there's a website that uh, our mental health promotions and education team has created called Here for Healthcare. Uh, and uh, I, I hope that that... Uh, um, website will be able to be scrolled as well uh, and uh, that's a website that provides free uh, information uh, psychiatry uh, and various counseling uh, for um, healthcare professionals uh, and you can uh, do a self-referral you don't need to have a doctor's referral to access that uh, that service um, they've also instituted uh, another um, very helpful uh, informational resource called here for help uh, which is also a similar uh, COVID-19 related resource center uh, that also has a section related directly to um, employers. Uh -huh. So there's various uh, COVID-19 related um, information for employers there as well. Uh, we also uh, have um, a, a, a number that uh, we run in, um, in the area called uh, HERE 24-7, uh, which is a um, a crisis and information phone line. So it's for people who are in crisis, but also for people who are interested to learn more about uh, various uh, services within the area that are related to mental health addictions and housing. Okay, that's good. I I'm going to ask you another one. We still have a little bit of time. So I, I spoke, we spoke about stigma a little earlier. What can we do? People who believe we don't need your services there and the men in the street, men and women in the street. And we get all ages listening and watching our podcasts. So what would you suggest that the ordinary people, everyone can do to a help get rid of the stigma and B help your organization. So the COVID epidemic, I think has really helped with a bit of a silver lining for mental health and the cause of mental health, because the fourth wave of the epidemic is the mental health wave. Right. So uh, I think that um, there's going to be a lot more uh, uh, talk about mental health and, and it's going to be on the table a lot more. And I think that's a really important way uh, to decrease stigma is to have more conversations about mental health. Um, you know, if, if uh, and to everyone out there as well, uh, talking about it is very important. So if you're feeling, uh, you know, that you're having challenges with mental health, um, one of the most difficult, but also the most important things to do is to reach out to someone. Right. Uh, but I guess to answer your question, um, you know, the regular people out there uh, 
could, uh, I think the main thing is to, to just view uh, everyone as an individual. Uh, and I think, you know, one in five people have been said have, will have uh, mental health challenges in, in their lifetime. And now with COVID, it's probably, you know, five in five. So mm-hmm. um, it, it, a lot of the things that you can't see going on with someone, uh, um, you know, as opposed to maybe a visible disability, um, it, keeping an open mind and, and treating everyone with uh, um, uh, the level of respect that that uh, you would like to be treated with as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. And, and I, I know that uh, if I look at myself, um, sample of one, at times I have thought to myself, yeah, you know, things are really rough. Uh, maybe you need some help here. And uh, I think that could be true of a lot of people if they're honest. We, we all go through bad patches, let's put it that way. And uh, Absolutely. And the up. mental health, uh, you know, diagnosis wouldn't necess- isn't necessarily the end of the world. And sure. uh, I mean, on a personal note, I have a, a ADHD diagnosis um, as an adult. And uh, so the, the learning process that I have gone through with that uh, in terms of the things that I can do to help myself to operate at peak capacity uh, and also what I can do to use some of the things that ADHD gives me uh, to, to be productive, um, you know, I think that that's really been helpful for me in my journey. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, people like Richard Branson have ADHD, right. um, Richard Churchill, uh, sorry, Richard Churchill, um, Winston Churchill Winston had, Churchill. you know, very difficult depression. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of um, potential there as well. And that can be realized in the workplace. Sure. Kathleen, over to you. Well, um, we will be captioning, of course, at this video, how to, to, to reach you. But so to our listening audience right now, how, how can they reach you if they, if they want to get connected and, and there are people out there that are looking for work? How do they do that? Right. So the way to contact uh, the links to work and the bridging employment supports and the entire employment services team at uh, CMHAWW is to call, and I think you'll caption it, uh, 519-749-3730. And the extension is 4087. And uh, that's how to reach us uh, at at our team. Um, There's also the website for the Canadian Mental Health Association, Waterloo Wellington, that I hope will be displayed. Um, And that's a great resource as well. Um, And uh, the, if you are in crisis or if you're also just interested to learn what different mental health uh, addictions and housing services there are in the area, uh, then the here 24 seven number is the right number to call. And I believe that's one eight four four. H E R E two four seven. I'm sorry, I'm not sure what the H E R E is, but um, that, that's sort of the, the, the same numbers. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, we'll fix it. We'll, we'll we'll do that, and then um, we'll put all that up there, and people can use those to if they should get hold of you. And I would encourage employers too, who maybe could um, yes. provide employment for some one of your clients, to get in touch with you. Uh, what about, I, I know that CMHA is always looking for funds, and I think in the past there's been runs and walks and, and other fundraising activities, which of course are on hold at the moment. Uh, is that part of the program to help CMHA? Absolutely. Uh, we've done quite a few different fundraising programs in the past, um, and we also at the moment, I believe, are uh, working on a, uh, a run. Uh, I'm not sure 
how long. I believe it's a run for women and it's going to be in connection with uh, Shoppers Drug Mart. But uh, don't quote me directly on that. Um, that's uh, an area um, for our uh, community um, uh, community involvement officer. Uh, so there, there would actually be a lot more information on our webpage about that. Uh, but uh, we do do various fundraising activities from time to time and uh, the run for women is, is coming up. Thanks, Tim. So we would encourage our listeners, our audience in Canada, and not just in Wellington and Woodstock, but anywhere in Canada where there's a local CMHA, if they have a fundraising event, a run or walk, please get involved and help the organization out. From my knowledge of the organization, it's really good. It does a wonderful job for many Canadians. So I think we should all support you. And that's about all I've got. So I'm going to hand back to Kathleen. And I think we're just about out of time, Peter, and yeah, uh, we thank you all for joining us again. Thank you so much, Tim, uh, for that information. I'm sure our audience will find that most valuable. And uh, once again, if any of you is interested in being interviewed on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. Thank you so much, and we'll see you again next time. Thanks, Kathleen. Thanks, Thanks Peter. Thanks, Tim.